Hello, Royals, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Therese Chimkus. So for today's episode, we're going to be doing a bit of a deep dive into an early act of Congress. If that sounds dull, bear with me for just a moment, and I don't believe you'll be disappointed. So on this day in 1774, the First Continental Congress created the Continental Association, which, broadly speaking, prohibited trade with Great Britain. This association was created in response to the Coercive Acts, more commonly known as the Intolerable Acts, that Britain imposed upon Massachusetts in an effort to restore order after the Boston Tea Party. This act was unique in that it was one of the first acts of the Continental Congress that had the firm backing of every colony. Now that you have some background knowledge, let's take a look at some of the actual text of this act. After a lengthy introduction, which I essentially summarized above, this act goes on to list 14 resolutions. Many of these resolutions deal with the details of how the ban on importing British goods is to be practically applied, but a few of these resolutions are more interesting and surprising. The second resolution is particularly surprising, and I quote, We will neither import nor purchase any slave imported after the first day of December next, after which time we will wholly discontinue the slave trade, and will neither be concerned in it ourselves, nor will we hire our vessels, nor sell our commodities or manufactures to those who are concerned in it, unquote. Yes, you heard that right. The First Continental Congress actually called for the end of the slave trade. Now, this act did nothing to curb the internal trafficking of the slaves, and slavery was still legal in parts of the United States for almost another century, but this was certainly a step in the right direction. Just a quick aside, the slave trade was outlawed federally in 1808 under the act prohibiting the importation of slaves, a piece of legislation that was promoted by President Thomas Jefferson, who called for it in his 1806 State of the Union Address. Back to the text of the Continental Association, the next surprising resolution is the seventh, which says, and I quote, We will use our utmost endeavors to improve the breed of sheep, and increase their number to the greatest extent. And to that end, we will kill them as seldom as may be, especially those of the most profitable kind, nor will we export any to the West Indies or elsewhere, and those of us who are or may become overstocked with or can conveniently spare any sheep will dispose of them to our neighbors, especially to the poorer sort on moderate terms, unquote. Now, it may seem strange that the Continental Congress included this provision on sheep in an act dealing with importing goods from Great Britain, but if you think for a minute, the reason for the inclusion of this provision is soon abundantly clear. One of the things which could no longer be imported from Great Britain under this act was textiles, and so it was in the interest of the Continental Congress to shore up the potential for local textile production, hence the provision to avoid killing sheep. The next resolution adds a bit more context to this one, and I quote, We will, in our several stations, encourage frugality, economy, and industry, and promote agriculture, arts, and manufactures of this country, especially that of wool, and will discountenance and discourage every species of extravagance and dissipation, especially all horse racing and all kinds of gaming, cockfighting, exhibition of shows, plays, and other expensive diversions and entertainments, and on the death of any relation or friend, none of us or any of our families will go into any further mourning dress than a black crepe or ribbon on the arm or hat for a gentleman, and a black ribbon and necklace for ladies, and we will discontinue the giving of gloves and scarves at funerals." Unquote. Now this provision confirms my analysis of the reason for the provision concerning sheep, but other parts of this provision seem particularly bizarre. I think the key to understanding this provision is the phrase, quote, we will encourage frugality, economy, and industry, unquote. With that in mind, it is much more clear why Congress would discourage, quote, expensive diversions and entertainments, and why morning dress would have to be limited to, quote, a black crepe and ribbon on the arm or hat for gentlemen and a black ribbon and necklace for ladies. Properly contextualized, this entire act seems quite reasonable and sensible. I have to say, getting to discover and read documents such as this one is probably my favorite part about studying history. I only hope you enjoy hearing about it as much as I enjoy talking about it. Before I go, I would like to add that 13 years ago on this day in history, my sister Ronnie was born, and I would like to take this opportunity to wish her a very, very happy birthday. That's all for now, Royals. Have a great day.